welcome back to the podcast. This is Chris. Um, I realize I haven't made one of these in a very, very long time. Um, partly due to the fact that school and just life in general have been um, shit lately. And I haven't, like... I haven't been, like, motivated to really, um, I don't know, do this, um, and (laughs) unfortunately this episode is just me, (laughs) um, which I, I kind of knew I wanted to do just an episode with myself, um, I don't know, I thought of the idea like two months ago, but but I was like, nah, that's, that's fucking stupid, like, no one's gonna want to listen to that, you know, like, maybe, but maybe, maybe that happened, but, um, I, I thought about it more, and I was like, you know, um, I'm just gonna do it anyways, because, um, why not, and, um, yeah, I just felt like it, so, and also because I, I would, like, ask people, and, like, they'd be like, uh, does that mean I have to talk, I'm like, yeah, and they'd be like, uh, I don't know about that, I'm a little shy, and I'd just be like, oh, it's okay, and then I'd just, like, move on to someone else and ask the same question, they'd be like, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes they they actually want to be on it, and then I'm like, Ooh, I can't. I've been busy, and then we never end up actually doing it, which sucks. But I'll just ask them again. I don't know. It's like me being afraid to ask, and then them thinking my podcast is like way more serious than it actually is. Like, <laughs> they're just, they, they'd be like, oh my god, like, what do I have to talk about? Um, I'll, I'll, like, come up uh, come up with a list of, like, my favorite, like, movie topics, or, like, do, what do I have to do? Do I have to, like, make a movie? Do I have to, and I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, anyways, um, recently I just, uh, realize that sometimes you gotta do things by yourself you know you just gotta like do it instead of just like waiting around making excuses um so that's what i'm doing here um so yeah right now i'm um i think one of the reasons why i'm doing this is because i have finals this week and i've been finding like various things to keep me occupied, you know, instead of actually, like, doing my tests and writing my essays, but I actually just finished this huge paper today, um, even though I submitted it, like, a day late, but somehow my teacher was, like, really nice about it, and she was like, oh, I won't penalize you, I know it's been, I know it's been rough, and I like you, I'm like, ah. Thank you so much.
and then now I'm procrastinating for my other class. Um, haven't even looked at the rubric for the essays I have to write, and it's due tomorrow at midnight, so that's fun. Um, but yeah, this this um, quarter has been so bad. Like it's honestly been so bad. It's been these like past three months have been terrible <laughs> and like now I'm doing better obviously but god I was like not going to class not even making food not doing not even getting out of bed like sometimes and I, I don't know why I just I don't know it's, I don't know it gets hard but that's another reason why I want to talk about um, that kind of stuff because one thing that has been getting me through it, it well not only just talking to like my friends and family but you know movies in general have been this constant like safety net for me during my life and um really come in handy sometimes um I'm just gonna cut this whole part out because my stomach has been growling because I've been drinking chocolate milk and eating hot Cheetos cause I'm a fucking idiot anyways one thing I did when I was sad was just go to the theater to watch a movie um i watched no time to die when that came out which i fucking loved until the last 10 minutes by the way but i want to talk about this on my next episode hopefully and then i watched the french dispatch and i that one was amazing, honestly. Usually I think the kind of movies are too much, like like Art House and Pretentious. And this one's definitely a little pretentious, but every fucking, like, moment, every, like, frame in it is just, like, ah, uh, it's a gift. Like, <laughs> like, you just look at so much... Look at the amount of work that just, like, went into each frame. Just, like, someone had to construct that or, like, capture that and, like, direct all those people to do this one pose. And it's insane. And then it's funny, too. And super creative. Um, so, yeah, I watched that by myself in the theater, which is really fun, actually. Um... We're gonna talk about it next. Yeah, then what was kind of funny during this like break between me recording this right now and um, the last episode was like um, my dad came to visit me, and my dad's basically basically the dude who um, 
introduced me to movies and really just ingrained it into my whole life like I remember my dad would just like show me a new movie like every week and then just and then every time like every movie he showed me I just fucking loved it like he just like knew the movies that I would like and I mean he liked those movies too I think that's why I liked him is because he just had good things to say about them off the bat. Um, so, yeah, um, when my dad came to visit, we, like, hung out, got lunch together. <laughs> I don't know why I'm, like, describing the whole day, but this is what I want to talk about. We, we also got dinner at this Italian restaurant here in Santa Cruz, and and I've actually, like, went to that same restaurant with him before it's called Lillian's Italian Kitchen it's so good um it was crazy cause we spent like literally three hours in the restaurant just talking about movies <laughs> and that's another thing we like we talk about other stuff too but like it's just like the other stuff's just like life, you know. And then it's just like, oh, that's just life, you know. We'll get through it, blah blah blah, which is true. I mean, he's not wrong, but um, yeah, we love to talk about movies. And I was like, fuck, if only I brought like my mic and like, you know, <laughs> that because honestly, if I had recorded that, it would have made like, it would have been three episodes first of all, but also would have been like some of the best stuff that I could ever like think about you know ever recording because we didn't just talk about different movies we like we talked about what we believe makes for a good movie and what what I think is essential for a movie and what my particular style is for movie and what I gravitate towards what we both gravitate towards and what's effective and what stays for generations and you know what's iconic what what do all audiences remember you know just the broad the broad shit you know and it was amazing great um Yeah. And then he left, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Who am I going to talk to about movies now? And then I was like, oh. And then I think that's how I came up with this idea. I was just like, oh, maybe I was just like recording by myself, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, God. So on this episode, I wanted to kind of talk about what my favorite movies are. Like, I don't know. Should I even do that? I feel like I like wrote, I typed up stuff I wanted to talk about and I'm looking at it and I'm like, 
I don't think anyone wants to hear that. <laughs> uh, God, I, I wrote a lot about um, just fucking me complaining about stuff. I was just like, I'm looking at my notes app on my phone with the notes for this podcast. And um, it's just fucking complaining about why I haven't been able to make a podcast recently. And it's really not a big deal. Well, it's, I mean, it matters, but, you know, I'm doing it now, so it's okay. Um, yeah, basically, movies over the past few months have been just a way for me not to just, like, escape from shit I'm dealing with, but, um, it really, sometimes they just inspire you to look at life a different way, or to just, you know, keep fucking moving forward, you know, and that's what they all say, but, like, sometimes a movie can just really shift your gears in life, like, one time, one time in high school, I, um, it was like a Thanksgiving break, and I was just like hating school so much. I had this huge fucking like essay or whatever for Mr. Turkis for AS English. Fuck that guy. Huge essay for him, due like literally the day after Thanksgiving break or something, which is so evil. Why would he do that? But, anyways, like. I was like, I don't want to write this essay. I want to watch a movie. So I watched a movie, and it was The Pursuit of Happiness, which I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen. It's um, Will Smith, Jaden Smith, about the uh, real-life story of Chris Gardner. It's, it's such a good movie. Um, anyways, that movie is just the most inspiring movie I've ever seen in my life. The most motivating movie in is just fucking so effective at making you want to work hard in life, you know? And, like, God, especially that last scene where he finally gets the job and he's just like, now this is called happiness, you know? And he's just, like, walking down the street with all those people and he, he like, finally did it. Ah, oh, it's so good. But, yeah, after I finished that movie, and this wasn't the first time I watched it either, so I knew what was literally, I literally knew what was going to happen, <laughs> but when I watched this in high school again during that Thanksgiving break, I, immediately after I watched the movie, I opened up my fucking laptop and I just fucking typed that essay, <laughs> and, like, there were, like, still, like, three days before it was due, but I just, like, fucking started working on it. And that was just such a crazy and fun moment that I've had with a movie, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, what else should I talk about? Oh, yeah, so this quarter, I've been taking this class called American Film... 1960 to present day and 
I have been to two lectures in that class. Literally, two. Which is so fucking bad. Like, I'm passing somehow. I just, I had the final, like, a few days ago. Um, and I hope I pass. But the reason why I didn't go to class at all was because it was an 8 a.m. on campus in person. Yeah, like, no, not not doing that. So I just, I just did all the, basically all the work I did for that class was just watch the movies they assigned and then write some discussions. Went to a few sections too. <laughs> Literally, um, but it, also I was a mess. So I sometimes didn't watch certain movies. And then when I went to section, after not watching the two movies they assigned, and they... <laughs> They went around the room. They're like, "All right, I want everyone to share their thoughts on the two movies. How do they? How are they similar? Blah 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 blah." And I've gotten so good at like just BSing, <laughs> just BSing like movies. Or I don't know if I'm good. I could have also could have just totally embarrassed myself. But luckily, I was like the ninth person to talk, so I kind of just copied what everyone else said in like different wording. And I'm, I've, like, had experience just r- talk, writing about movies because I used to do that. Um, I used to write reviews. Um, but this was so funny because I feel like after I finished talking, like, there was, like, a few people in the class who were like, oh, that's an interesting way to put it, you know? God. And then... Yeah, that was fucking terrible. So I started actually watching the movies for that class. And those movies have been all right. Um, I guess one that really spoke out to me from that class would be... Oh, there's two. And of course, they're like the last ones of the entire course. But... um. One of them was being John Malkovich because there was like a whole week about, you know, smart cinema, whatever that means. I probably got that question wrong on the final, but apparently that movie practices what they call smart cinema because it's, um, probably just because of its concept and writing and how it introduces themes that we've never seen really seen portrayed before like the puppeteering stuff and the control and the want to the desire to be someone else it was a good movie. That's what matters. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But that movie's really trippy. And I've seen other Charlie Kaufman movies, but this one This one I think was funnier than the rest. It's just funny cuz like whose idea was it like to <laughs> It's probably like like a joke. Like oh, let's just make a movie where John Malkovich plays himself and then Let's just see if, like, we can get other people to be him. I don't know. Who the... 
Charlie Kaufman is insane. I need to watch him. Synecdoche in New York. Yeah. Anyways, another one we watched was Roma. And, God, I really liked Roma. And this is the first time I watched it, too. Um, the whole movie is pretty slow and not much plot-wise is going on. But you get to really learn about the main character, Cleo. Um, and how she deals with this privileged fam, well, her life, and then balancing that with the privileged white family she works for in Mexico. And, um, I guess it's interesting because that family you assume is going to be, like, snobby, and sometimes they are, but, like, sometimes each member show, you know, some really profound moments of like genuine genuine like care and sometimes they actually really do treat her in a good way when they don't have to but obviously they should um but what really stuck out to me from that movie was the final scene where after Cleo just has this huge journey of basically she gets pregnant with some guy who just walks out on her after he finds out and the birth doesn't go in the way you would expect it to go basically that's all I'm gonna say and she is just broken after that and what spoke out to me was the fact that she's just so broken from that and yet she still does her job and goes above and beyond and just keeps doing the good deeds that are not just required of her but that she just feels she needs to do and the mother of the household who employs her also has a journey of her own um and she kind of is pretty rude to Cleo at points in the movie but after Cleo shows her resilience and just care and goodness then she's just like she just crouches down and she just levels herself with Cleo and almost like almost puts herself below and just like almost bows down to her by the end of the movie and they just get each other because they both experienced severe trauma from I guess men men probably but other stuff too I think just yeah, the shit they deal with, and they just are on the same level by the end of the film, and her kids just have a growing, like, admiration for Cleo, and it's, like, shown in the best way possible, it's beautiful. Yeah, the movie's so good. Except for that one scene where, like, that dude is naked, and he's, like, 
doing martial arts naked with a pole. I'm like, what the fuck? I guess it's like artistic, but it's not when the only thing you can focus on is his fucking dick. So yeah, that was the only part of the movie where I didn't particularly love. But the rest of it was amazing. So good job, Alfonso Cuaron. Um, he also, I think he also directed um, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, which, which is a lot of people's favorite Harry Potter movie, but not mine. I like the first one; it's a classic. Um, hmm. I'm gonna have to cut this off because. Um, I want to put the ad in the middle of the podcast episode. Um, yeah, so when, after the ad, I'm going to talk more about um, some of my most, like, beloved films. Oh, God. Film. God. Some of my favorite movies. Um and just why I remember them and why I watch them a lot and, you know, what they mean to me, basically. So hopefully you will find that somewhat interesting. I hope. If you're still listening. If you're still listening, you're amazing. I love you so much. And hit me up because honestly if you're still listening then you should be on an episode and you should tell me so we could do that but yeah all right i'm a dip for the ad all right see you guys hey guys welcome back hope you all enjoyed the ad from hello fresh I actually did have HelloFresh just now. Um, I I had done the um, 14 free meals plan because um, I got this code from one of my favorite YouTubers. And um, I started getting the meals like, I don't know. It kind of became overwhelming because it kept shipping and I like was behind on making them um but yeah today like I made like one of my last ones and (sighs) the other day I um accidentally like dropped all my menus from HelloFresh behind the fridge because I like left them on top of the fridge and then when I was like reaching to get them, they like slid and then like fell through the fucking crack of the fridge to the wall. And there's absolutely no way of getting that back. So I was like, fuck. So today, when I was preparing for my meal, I was like, okay, it'll be fine because um, I'll just look up the menu online. And it turns out they didn't have this one. For some for some reason, they did not have this menu anywhere. I looked everywhere for it. 
and then at that point, you know, I just gave up, um, and I, I didn't give up, I kind of just improvised, I was like, I'm just gonna make, like, some kind of soup, I'm gonna make some kind of soup with the, uh, potatoes and carrots, um, and then, God, it just, like, didn't turn out good at all, and, um, it was so bad, (laughs) I just, like, put, like, salt and pepper in there, like, boiled the fucking vegetables, and then, and then my housemate came in, um, she got, she came home, and she's like, oh, what you making, I was like, uh, I have no idea, um, just, (laughs) I said, I don't know, this is the most medieval shit I've ever made in my life, (laughs) and then, I don't know, she kind of, like, was like, okay, and then she, like, um, started making pretty much the same thing as I was, but just not a soup form, like a stir-fry form, and hers was actually, like, good, and mine, I couldn't even, like, eat half of mine, it was so bad, yeah, so that's why I'm, like, just eating hot Cheetos, drinking chocolate milk, right now, anyways, alright, back to movies, <laughs> um, what do I want to talk about, I guess I kind of wanted to talk about taking film at UC Santa Cruz, um, which is where I go to school, so, basically, the only film classes I've taken here are film theory and like digital media stuff and just learning how to analyze movies and just talk about I don't what's stupid to me is like they really emphasize like what time period a movie's from and they kind of just like pile them pile all these movies within that time period and they're like okay let's study movies from this time and then i don't know like it doesn't i don't know if it really works for me because it just kind of lumps movies like out of all my classes here they just find, like, ways to lump movies together and then, like, make that, like, a unit or something. And then you're always, like, writing about those movies in comparison to the other movie they talked about. I mean, they assigned. And, like, I don't necessarily want to do that. I feel like there's enough to talk about with one movie. Not, like, you don't have to just, yeah. Mm. Sometimes it's not bad, though, but I I am trying to get into the um, more of a production-centered film classes. I'm, I'm so done. I'm so done with writing essays about film. It's just, it makes me not want to watch movies anymore, you know? Like, for... My class was taking this quarter, the um, film, American film, 1960 to present day. 
uh, we had to pick our own, pick a movie from that time period and write about, like, how the context or how the, how that time period of when it was released, like, influenced that particular movie and how that movie influenced, like, America, I guess, or some aspect of it. They, uh, they didn't really give any real guidelines, but I was like, I'm going to talk about my favorite movie, which is The Graduate, um, and my, my, like, angle was, um, I was like, how can I make this about American culture, or how can I relate this to, I don't know, what was going on the time of its release and I was like um I'm gonna talk about the generational gap you know that exists in the graduate and how polarizing the young people are and the parents are and how they just don't get each other and how um, the young people rebel and my essay was about um how this movie represented this I don't know, teen rebellion against their parents, against, like, you know, conservative middle-class parents, you know, um, because, you know, this late 60s, um, had a lot of, you know, rebellion, the civil rights movement, and teens were becoming more, I don't know, it was the, uh, most sexual awakening, and let me do my own thing kind of stuff. And I think that's why I like the movie so much. It's because um, I'm young and I, um, you know, can relate to the main character a lot. And it's just so funny and clever with how it deals with those themes and issues. And the ending is just, oh my god, it's the best thing ever. Not just like the scene on the bus but like before that with the whole church scene i remember the first time i watched it in um high school i like couldn't even believe that they did that i was like that was so crazy how that movie ended that was so crazy and then i remember i rewatched the movie like the next day and i would just replay that final scene because it's so good it's so dramatic and so lovable and unrealistic and that's kind of why like I'm like oh my god this is what I want my life to be (laughs) well I don't know but it's inspiring and through like research for the film I um kind of found out how um as people have aged they view the film differently which i thought was really really cool like um this dude robert roger ebert he's probably like the most famous film reviewer ever he first watched the film when it came out and he was like oh this is a great film i love it um really highlights the um i don't know youth angst that people need to relate to and people need to understand and it's um 
underrepresented in cinema, so it's good. And then what was crazy is he did another review for it, but 30 years later, and he was just like totally his his opinion on it just fucking flip-flopped and he's he's just like totally like clowns on the main character of the movie he's like he's like insufferable creep he should have listened to his parents his parents were right the whole time um these fucking kids don't know anything at all they're bad influences and you know he sympathizes with like mrs robinson who's who honestly i do think is the real um tragic character of the movie um because she's married to someone who she doesn't particularly love and she had to give up her sense of individuality for a life of you know marriage and security and wealth and it's pretty sad because um i don't know she she kind of acts out because of that and she starts that's kind of how the movie starts she starts this affair with benjamin the young guy probably you know to act out against bad conformity um but at the same time she's like overly protective of her own daughter who's his age um you know she's like i kind of maybe i kind of regret just marrying and kind of giving up on my dreams but i'm gonna make my daughter elaine do the same thing i did which is marry the first rich blonde tall white guy she comes across for security purposes and it's like what the hell <laughs> you didn't learn your lesson but i don't know that's kind of why i like the movie so much because there's so much there's so many like layers to the characters and story and you know they can have like desires and motivations but sometimes their actions don't really like go along with that sometimes they just they don't really learn you know they know what's wrong but they keep doing it kind of stuff um which is like obviously like very human and which is probably why the movie is so remembered and loved um but yeah but doing that paper for it I was like I was just like god I don't want to do this like I love this movie but like I don't want to do this right now because you're making me find like 12 sources 12 super dense hard to find academic journal sources to just back up my claims that I, I can I can like make claims without evidence obviously or not obviously just honestly I could probably write a better paper without like restraints or guidelines if they're just like write the best paper you can on this movie then i'll do it you know and also they were like that has to be three thousand words blah 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 like come on 
why like why what's the point of that like i'm i don't want to become like a film author like i don't want to do that so what's the point yeah and also just god i had to like do it during thanksgiving too it was so bad i spent like five hours of my thanksgiving break just working on it and just like ruined my vacation god yeah but i think that i'm gonna be finished with those kind of classes um after next quarter and hopefully i can start moving on to the production classes which i actually want to do and i actually need to do yeah um what should i talk about next hmm I watched, there were two movies I watched recently that I didn't really like, or, alright, one of them was Dune, and maybe it's because I watched it on a TV and not in the theater, but um, I just didn't gravitate towards it like most people, I guess. Maybe, and I don't think it's because I didn't really know the source material because a lot of people came into it um, not knowing it either, but they loved it. And I'm not saying it's a bad movie at all. Um, I just think that it felt like an adaptation that was just too strict on itself. And that kind of... Um, fell flat in um, some aspects regarding like dramatic moments and structure I think like the structure didn't make sense to me like <sighs> they end I get how it's just part one and they're gonna make part two and tie everything up but it's still a movie you needed to begin and end in a cohesive dramatic memorable way and I don't think they did that because the way the movie ended was kind of boring like it was Paul and his mom on the dunes in the dunes and they run into the Fremen and which is fine because that's part of the fucking book but I thought all this stuff with them meeting the Fremen should have been the beginning of the next movie because it's like an establishing scene. And if you end the movie right after like establishing scenes and moments, then like, that's weird. The audience is going to be like even more pissed that they can't watch anymore. They're going to be like, what the hell? I bought HBO Max for this shit <laughs> obviously no one was like pissed about the ending but um i just thought that they should have instead of the climax of the movie being paul and that guy getting in a fight a knife fight and paul killing the guy i think the climax of the movie should have been that huge space battle with josh brolin on arrakis and like i sh i think the ending of this movie should have been just 
a huge battle on Arrakis because that's what happens. They just cut it short. And that's how you end a movie, a big climactic battle. And you can have the climactic battle and then you can show Paul and his mom right afterwards walking to meet the Fremen. You know? And it leaves some sort of like mystery and intrigue for what's to happen next. What's the intrigue that we're left with by the end? And obviously like the rest of the movie is amazing. It's like beautiful to watch. I'm like, I really like Denis. I like his um style. I like his cinematography. So all of that was really good. I just didn't like the ending, which is I think which is I think the most important part of the movie, how it ends. Besides that, I think the movie was pretty good though. <laughs> I thought it was okay. I really liked Jason Momoa. His character was the best. Definitely. Alright, and another movie I watched was House of Gucci with a friend of mine. Um This one I don't think I actually really liked. I think it's like a six out of ten for me. Or seven, maybe. But the reason I didn't like it is it's just too like over it's too overindulgent. Oh my god. They just don't know when to cut a scene. The scenes were way too long. And that made the movie way too long. Like the movie felt like four hours. I thought the performances were good. Especially Lady Gaga and Adam Driver. I hated what's his name? Jared Leto. I hated him so much. I didn't, I didn't hate him. I kind of thought his character was like Honestly, I kind of liked his character, but not in the way, like, but not in the way, like, his performance was. I didn't like the character because of Jared Leto's performance. Well, I did, but not in that way. I wasn't like, oh, he did such a good job. It was more like, is this guy really, really doing this right now? Because <laughs> he talks in this uh, over-exaggerated Italian accent the whole movie I'm not even gonna try to mimic it because it's so insane and I wouldn't upload this episode if I did that <laughs> but it's so bad and it's like really high pitched for some reason there is one line he says though that actually made me laugh but it was probably because I was just really bored during the movie it was when he was like, when you think you got the chocolate, like chocolate, <laughs> sorry, it's like when you think you got chocolate, but it was actually shit, is what he says, which I thought was stupid, like so stupid, but kind of funny how he said it, but yeah, the rest of the movie was so boring, <laughs> no. it was fine, it was just average, I think really Scott just kind of made this movie without trying too hard, honestly. Kind of just let the actors do whatever they wanted. 
But yeah, and it was so slow during, during the whole movie. And then the ending, when things finally get interesting, that's when it doesn't even get into the shit. Like, just ends and gives you text about what happened. Like, I kind of wanted to see how that court court scene went. How, sh- how they winded up in prison. Blah, blah, blah. You could have spent like 25% of the movie on that. Instead, you don't. And it's disappointing. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Um. What should I talk about? (laughs) I have like. There's like five minutes left. And I have like six topics that I have, but I don't know which one I should talk about. Hmm. I have Spider-Man Far From Home But I kind of don't want to talk about Any Marvel stuff Because I'm just so like Desensitized Even though I should be excited for this movie I'm just I don't Care as much Another topic I have Is um Or movie Is Life is beautiful. La vita e bella. Another Italian movie. Oh, segue from Hasaguchi to Life is Beautiful. Yeah, let's do that. Um, so, Life is Beautiful is one of my favorite movies ever. I think it's from 1997. It's a uh, Roberto Benigni movie and he won I think he won best actor and best other stuff for his role he directs it and he's also the main actor and it takes place in Italy before or before entering World War II the first half is like this dream it's like so good this the first half is like a romanticized life of it's just i don't know how to describe it it's (laughs) it's like how you envision meeting your soulmate for the first time but romanticized and adorable. That's what it's like. And I love it so much. He, like, repeats this phrase every time he runs into her, and it's buongiorno, principessa, which I th- which is good morning, or uh, I think hello, princess. Sorry to my Italians out there. But what makes the movie for me is the score. And the score is like the only thing that kind of connects the first half of the movie to the second half. And the second half, shit just goes bananas, man. It's a completely opposite tone to the first half. Because in the second half, they... The f- him, 
his wife, who's actually played by his real wife in real life, bars. They have a son, and the second half, they get sent to a concentration camp. And I don't know. It's just so drastic. But I think it's the only way it could have worked because that it just really highlights the horror and terrible nature of the Holocaust. And what's beautiful about it is that the husband, Guido, he maintains his attitude that he had in the first half. I should have said not just not only the score, but his self. He he's just the most energetic, almost annoying dude ever, and he's the most lovable guy. And he just loves his family. And what he does is he in order to like save his kids innocence he pretends that it's all just a game and I'm not going to spoil it because I think you should watch it Um, I know I just went off on this movie and now you're probably going to be like "Eh, what's the point of watching it because I just heard Chris talking about it for 10 minutes so you know, <laughs> but don't watch it, watch it, like, I don't know, this is just, like, one of the movies I always recommend to people, and I hope that if you're listening to this, you watch it someday, soon, because, oh my god, my stomach's growling, <laughs> I hope you watch it, that's all I'm gonna say, because it's worth it, and it's beautiful, and it makes me cry, um, but yeah, um, I think I'm going to wrap it up because it's pretty late. Um, I want to thank you guys again for not listening, not only listening this far, but listening in general. And um, I'm hoping I can, you know, start doing this more often regularly because that's what I've wanted to do since I started but I just of course of course I just can't keep promises <laughs> or I don't know I can keep promises to other people just not really myself sometimes but I'm gonna try to make this a normal thing from now on so thank you again for supporting and listening to this kind of depressing episode because it's literally just me and hopefully I don't have to do this again so yeah thanks again if you want to be on the podcast shoot me a text or whatever and I'll get you on the next episode definitely Um, I have a few people lined up um, but yeah let me know because it'll be so fun yeah All right, I'm heading out. Have a good one. Bye.